welcome, ghouls and gals. Ghouls and gals and children of the afterlife. Hello, hello. We welcome you here today with the Tiffany's. I'm Tiffany Wilson. I'm Tiffany Ball. Have a great time trying to tell us apart the rest of this podcast. We're both breathing very hard again. <laughs> we we ate dinner and then we said, okay, we gotta take a hot 30 so both of us can stop breathing so heavy for no reason. And we're still breathing. It's, it's just too It's are. been a hot 60. Yeah. I did go down the stairs and go to the bathroom, so that's my excuse for <sighs> breathing really heavy, but <sighs> it's just because I'm large. I have no excuse. So there we are. <laughs> I visited my grandpa's um, in the hospital, and I went to visit today. And the woman checking temperatures at the door said, "Have you had any shortness of breathing?" <laughs> and I was like, "Today, my whole entire life." Or listen, this isn't Corbin. Yeah, this is my life. This is a normal thing. I just breathe heavy all the time. How was your day? I didn't work with you today. It so. was real boring without you. It went on way too long, and naturally. I thought about crying when I saw your face this afternoon because I was so happy to see you. You did come up and kiss my elbow as soon as you saw me. I was really excited. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut this out because I don't want people to know that I have a heart. <laughs> it ruins my reputation. <laughs> um, don't cut it out. It, people need to see a little bit. <laughs> no. How was your day? <laughs> no. My day was good. I shopped for your surprise party. <gasps> That's not a surprise because her sister roomed. In, in a sense, it's still a surprise because she... It's a themed party. Let's just... I know I'm having a party. I know the theme. I know who's all going. Yeah. But so that's where we're at. But you don't know the decorations. The excitement is in the decorations, yes. in my opinion. And I'm going all out for this. Oh, respect. Alien themed. Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> We're themed party princesses, so this is like <laughs> a big deal for the We'll be Anna, for the we'll be group. Elsa, we'll be aliens, oh my we'll be E.T. <laughs> I like to mix a few themes now and then. Now, we'll have to tell you guys next episode how it went. I'll describe in full detail. We have um, a common theme to birthdays on top of themed parties. I guess it's maybe a quote. When it comes to our birthdays, we have very low expectations. That's the key to a good birthday. It's so true. It can only go uphill if you just expect little to nothing. After my last birthday, yeah, I will never expect anything. (laughs) Just to give you a small tiny hint of how Tiffany's birthday went, we were in St. Louis, which is like two and a half hours from us, and we drove home. At 5.30 in the morning. And not all of us. Just mm-hmm. me, a Tyler, Tiffany, and Taylor. Tyler was very intoxicated in the back seat. <laughs> Taylor and Tiff were in a separate car, but we followed each other. And the rest of my party guests stayed at the Airbnb. Yeah. It was an interesting time. That's I feel like that's a story for a little yeah. podcast. We'll, a full we'll wait till December maybe for that one. Buzz. And then I got home and my house key wasn't there. So then I had to go wake my little sister up to get my house key and then go back. And we were already tired. And I think all of us were, like, awake driving, obviously. But it was just so, like, you're in a zone. I'm 30 minutes away from my home, and I just want to be in my bed. It was so miserable. (sighs) Good times. Well, your birthday will be nothing like that. I'm so excited. Well, I take that back because the main reason I left is because I was getting very sick. That's true. Okay. And we get sick every day. So it's inevitable that 
Saturday evening, we will both probably throw up. Yes. Bless. I and love life. We wish we had reasons why, but... Just, I think we're we both medical and in our stomachs. Yes! Maybe we do. Maybe we've already been possessed. We're Maybe. oppressed at this yeah. point in time. Chelsea, do you hear that? Oppression, possession, <laughs> no order. Oppression, oppression, possession. Possession. Possession's last. Um, what was the other word? Depression? <laughs> we got check. Check! <laughs> Well, speaking of possession, um, my story is. <gasps> Let's hear it. Demonic. You gotta go. F- I think it's your turn to go first, anyways. Okay. Well, I'm ready. Let's. Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm rubbing my hands she's, together she's, like a little praying mantis. She's excited. So this week we are in New York. <laughs> New York! I was waiting because I knew she would have to sing something. Concrete jungle, white dream She's going to sing the whole time. There's nothing. Start spreading the news. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll stop. Okay, I'll stop. I love it. I got I'm, I'm waiting. I'll, I'll take it's another fine. drink. No, it's fine. I'll take okay. my breaks and maybe I'll throw it out. If we say New York again, I might just have to. Great. I love that. There's so many New York songs. Bless. There really are. Anyways, so my location takes place at 112 Ocean Avenue. Do you know where that address is? Oh, I do. That's right. That is 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, New York. (laughs) Yeah. Live from Amityville, it's Saturday Night Live. (laughs) Well, this is a, yeah, no. Interesting take on SNL, but. So I was really nervous to do this location because there's so much hype around this particular house and case but Mm -hmm. i really just couldn't resist tiff and i watched and taylor we watched devil's road last week together Mm -hmm. and from that second it's literally all i could think about and then ed and lorraine were there and it's all i could think about and i had to honor their beautiful souls and may they rest in peace it's a recipe for a perfect location it is and then i thought to myself when i see something that's labeled amityville or a movie or a documentary i click it Mm-hmm. I have to know. Yeah. I need to know everything about it. So I really hope you all feel the same. So a bit about the house. The house was built in 1927, and I don't remember if you remember the stills. I don't remember if you remember. Meh. Tiffany Ball can't speak. Do you want to try again? Of course. So do you remember the stills from Devil's Road of the yes. house? Yes. It is spooky and freaking stunning. I mean, how many times did I say, holy shit, that house is beautiful. Uh I cannot even imagine living in a home like that. It's so beautiful, and it's still beautiful to this day. So it's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom, Dutch colonial-style house. We love three bathrooms. (laughs) We need three bathrooms. (laughs) Two people live in this house. We need three bathrooms. (laughs) When one is used and two is used, we We have to move to the third. Yeah. Just in case. We don't want to take our chances. No. So, it's interesting because it was thought to become haunted after Ronald DeFeo Jr. murdered his six family members in 1974. Mm. But to me, after the case and reading more and learning more about it, I feel like it had to have had some haunt to it prior. Oh, yeah. Like, it but, maybe it contributed. Yes. So, I say that just because of the next family who lived there, the craziness they experienced. Mm -hmm. But we'll get to that. So, 
In the middle of the night on November 13, 1974, DeFeo Jr. used a 35 caliber rifle to shoot the other six members of his family. <sighs> he went from room to room, killing his parents first, his two brothers, then his two sisters. And I was reading, and it said from start to finish, the murders took 15 minutes. Oh, God. And that's, to me, that's just so eerie and weird. Another weird thing is that all six family members were all found face down in their beds, and there was no signs of struggle, which is even more creepy to me. I mean, I know I'm a heavy sleeper, and I can sleep through a lot, but I just feel like, right, like, I just feel like I would wake up if someone was shooting a rifle in my house. Yeah. I mean, after the sixth time? Right. Or the fifth time? Like, and... It was the middle of the night. Despite all the killings, the neighbors only reported hearing the dog barking. So, now I'm really upset. Because I don't know if he killed the dog. (gasps) That's the worst. I mean, killing your whole family is ridiculous, but... It's like watching a movie, a human dies, and you're like, oh, it's really sad. But when an animal dies, you're like, mom! Tiff walked into my office yesterday, and I was watching a clip, like a trailer to a new movie... And the dog died, and she walked in, and she thought something was very wrong with me. And I was like, like a personal. The dog died. <laughs> it's so true. Like we obviously hate when people die too, but there it just adds like yeah. insult to injury. I when feel it's like an animal because they're so helpless. It's true, and I feel like a Children. lot of people relate to that movie wise. Yeah, like, you think yeah. you watch it because they expect something yeah. bad to happen to humans in a thriller or scary movie or exactly. action movie. Exactly. It is, like, children, too. Like, that's hard to watch, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It, children and animals. Mm-hmm. Mm, nope. Can't do it. Um, so, my first thought was, it's the middle of the night, and people are sleeping, so it's like, okay, maybe they were heavy sleepers and didn't hear it. But then I was thinking, it was the middle of the night. How could you not hear that? Right. Like, how would you not be wide awake? I just feel like I would be wide awake after that. So, not one person, not a single person, was like... Okay, yeah, that makes sense now. And I could be wrong. I mean, there could be other, mm. there could be other reports sure. or whatnot. But there was only one person in the house when it happened, and it was well, there were seven people, but yeah. one person who lived to tell the tale. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess either way, it doesn't really matter though, because the, all the neighbors said the only thing they heard was the dog. Mm. After DeFeo killed his whole family, he showered he took time to shower and then went down to the local watering hole and was acting hysterical saying that he thought someone had came and killed his family oh my god yes so the police took him in to be questioned and when he was being questioned i guess he made up a story about how there was a mobster that held a gun to his head but naturally as a good detective does they pointed out all the inconsistencies in his story Mm mm-hmm and that's when DeFeo told the police that he did do it. Um, and that once he started, he said he just couldn't stop. It was so fast, I just couldn't stop. Lord, that's how yeah. I feel when I eat a bag of Doritos. <laughs> Not yes. when I kill my Not family. when you kill your family. Yeah. Right, right, like, right. What? Yep. Ugh. So he was arrested, and in his trial, he did try to use the insanity plea, saying that the voices in his head made him do it, and they commanded him to kill his family. So that's where I kind of think, okay, was there a demonic presence already? Sure. It's, I mean, it seems like a possibility. Yeah, you never so know. Like, it, ca- it became haunted after six people died in the house, but he said voices made him do it. And now 
He also made up a few different other things. He said that he only killed his sister because they were struggling with the gun and that his mom killed the rest of the family and mm-hmm. just weird shit. <laughs> yeah. So he was convicted of second degree murder and he got six life sentences. Mm. Good for them. I mean, but I get I get a little bit confused because so the, do you know the difference between second degree and first degree? Yeah. yeah. So first Explain, degree. Yeah. Yeah. So the first degree is premeditated or done with right. malice, and second degree is it's not a premeditated murder um, or you didn't deliberately Spur do it. The, yeah. But on the logical side of me, I was just like, how? I don't know how someone could just wake up at 3 a.m. and be like, mm, yeah, it's time to shoot him. Ugh. Without being like, oh, I gotta go get my gun to be in my bedroom tonight because I'm gonna kill my family. It's just weird to me that it was second degree, not first degree. So it makes me think, were they thinking it was something else too, you know? It doesn't seem like it from any of the court cases I read. Like, people just yeah. thought, no, this dude's crazy, but... It's also kind of hard getting a jury. That's the other thing, you know, when you have 12 strangers yeah. saying some people are so, well, maybe maybe it was voices, maybe he is insane, and then mm-hmm. why risk having, I guess, a hung jury? Ugh. Honestly, okay, so looking at it from if he was just severely mentally ill, untreated, yeah. or if he was possessed somehow how terrifying is that that you could just be like living your normal life and then you wake up and kill your family like that's just so like unsettling it just doesn't seem like i want a logical explanation for it right 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 it's it's i i don't know it just confuses me that it was second degree but then again when we talked about bringing the mental illness into it and all that a lot of factors yeah and Who's to say his gun was in his room with him? I mean, I love Amityville, but I haven't. I'm not an expert by any means on it. Yeah. So, I don't know. But he did get six life sentences, which is justice for the family, I feel like. And every parole hearing he's applied for, they've all been denied. So, he's still in prison up in New York. I forgot to write down the prison, but he is there. And there is no justification for killing your family. I, I mean, at all. Yeah, yeah. But imagine if it really was a demonic force telling him to do it. First, like, how proud and powerful that demonic force Ugh. is now. I have chills. Like, I know. But really, think about it. Like, how upsetting is it? It's disturbing. Yes. To be the vessel for that, too, is like... Yeah, Ugh. like, imagine coming to and realizing you have no idea what happened. And yeah. you need comfort because you just came out of that. And you've killed your closest source of comfort. It's just, yeah. Isn't it weird? And I was doing my notes really late when I was writing them, and so my brain was just going all over mm-hmm. the place. But, ooh, okay. So, back to the story. DeFeo was convicted and put in the slam. The house sat empty for nearly a whole year after. Mm. It was like eight or nine months. And then a family bought this amazingly beautiful, huge home for around $80,000. Hmm. 80000 freaking dollars. I wonder why it was so cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a steal. Yeah, it is, a, it is a steal for how beautiful the home is, but <laughs> they really got way more. I would buy it. I, right? <laughs> I know. You're like, mm, that's my budget. <laughs> but they did get way more than they bargained for, so honestly, maybe, maybe they paid too much for yeah. what they got, for real. 
Mm. I was reading a bunch of different articles, and I read that the furniture was all still in place from the DeFeo family. Oh. Yeah. That's a no-no. Well, they, the Lutz family, who is the family who bought the house, mm-hmm. negotiated that into their mortgage payment and kept it all. Wow. Yes. Did Ooh. they know? Did you know? Yeah. Everyone knew. I mean, everyone knew. How could you not know? I would, I would be interested in that house, but I couldn't have the same furniture. Now, I will say at all. the beds and mattresses are probably not okay. Still. True. But hey, what if they had nice couches? That's true. Who knows? So, it was a it was a set from Ashley <laughs> Furniture. Furniture. We Ashley Home Store really yeah. nailed it on this one. Yes. So I'm keeping. We're it. just gonna go ahead and throw it in. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Ooh. It gave me the heebie-jeebies for real. And so you know what other term I can use for this? Mm-hmm. It's spooking crazy. Spooking. Spooking crazy. If you ask me. I it. Yeah. So. I don't know about you, but I've pretty much watched every version of the Amityville movies mm-hmm. that have come out. Um, I really, really like this case, and I really love the film. And, of course, the film was dramatized. Hollywood, mm-hmm. what's not? I've never actually heard the... Well, I've heard the real story, but I haven't heard all yeah. the details. I've only seen the different movies and... Yeah, and then, you know, The Devil's just, Road, they just, really yeah. nailed some of it. Mm-hmm. So, well, what they did of it. Sure, so, yeah. yeah. But I really want to read the book, and it's loosely based on it. I think Jay Anderson's the author, and don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's who it is. And I know the dad, George Lutz, who was the stepfather, helped him write some of that, I believe. Oh, wow. Like well, I was first... reading, yeah, I read that in one article. So the Lutz family was made up by George, the stepfather, Kathy, their mom, and the three kids, Daniel, Christopher, and Missy. The Lutzes only made it in the house for 28 days. Oh, my gosh. Not even a whole month. Oh. Yeah. They left the house basically as quickly as they came in. <laughs> like, really? it was February. We were there a whole month. Yeah, Come on. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a leap year, so they weren't. <laughs> um, ooh. Could you imagine, though, if they would have stayed and another family annihilation happened? Oh, my gosh. Like, could you even imagine? Because then they'd be like, what in the hell is in the water there? Seriously. Because it was surrounded by water. Oh. Mm-hmm. So... From the sounds of what happened to the Lutz family, it's very possible that that could have happened, but they were smart and got out when they did. So George, the dad, would wake up around 3.15 every night to go to the boathouse, and that was the exact time of the DeFeo murders. He claimed that he saw his wife transform into a 90-year-old woman in front of his eyes. Yes. Him and his wife saw green slime oozing from walls. Kathy, the mom, said she was embraced several times. By unknown forces, and she constantly dreamt of murders. Oh. Yes. Uh, she would also get red welts and bruises on her chest, and she, that she woke up levitating like two feet above her. Oh head. my gosh. Yep. Yikes. Yeah. George, the dad, would hear the front door open and slam, and then he would go check it. It would be in the middle of the night, so he'd go check it as soon as it happened. I can't stop. That's all I can do. I know, right? Um, and no one would be there, and the door would be locked. It was always locked when you went to go check it. They reported flies constantly in the house, even though it was the dead Mm -hmm. of winter. So, yeah, spook and creepy. Kathy and George reported seeing demon, or what they thought was a demon, with half of his head blown out, like he'd been shot. Mm, Yep. They found cloven hoof prints in the snow outside their house on New Year's. 
freaking scary, right? Like, oh. I can't even fathom a response right now. I know, I know. They had a crucifix on the wall that would constantly revolve until it was turned upside down. This one is super creepy to me. Their daughter, Missy, had an imaginary friend, and I have that in quotes. It was named Jody, and it was a red-eyed pig. Like a demonic red-eyed pig named Jody that she befriended. An entity. What a weird... I mean, kids are crazy, but like... Kids are crazy. I had a imaginary pet snake when I was a child, which is I'm just literally for me, but... Shocked. A red-eyed pig? Yep. Mm-hmm. Odd. Yep. Yes. Yes, I agree. So after all this craziness was continuing, they finally decided they were going to hire a priest. And I say finally as if it had been... Yeah. It was literally weeks. They did the right <laughs> thing. They hired a priest to come bless the house. Which I think is a good thing to do anytime you move into a new house. Sage, bless the house. Yeah, whatever you know. your form of yeah. getting bad energy. Getting good feng shui. Yeah. And mm-hmm. So, as soon as the priest threw his first bit of holy water when he was blessing, he heard a grisly, deep voice that yelled, Get out! <laughs> I know! The hairs on my arms are sticking up. I give you little goosies. I, wa- I didn't know if you were going to go full out for that one, and I'm impressed. Of course. Thank you. I would never not. <laughs> so, after he did that, the priest developed fever and blisters on his hands that were similar to the mark of a crucifixion. So, it's called the stigmata. Creepy. <laughs> and then, our heroes... Ed and Lorraine came in to do an investigation. Lorraine said, and I quote, As I was going up the stairs, I reached the point where it felt as if a force of water was coming against my chest, almost like a waterfall. It was the worst feeling. I stopped on the landing and held tight to the relic that was in my hand and asked for strength and direction in going forward. It felt ominous to me. And I remember in Devil's Road watching Ed, Mm -hmm. part of his interview, he said how it felt as if water was pushing him down. Uh, so, oh, freaking wild. Lorraine also made a comment on how she was really fear- fearful when she walked into the home, but she had no idea what she was fearful of. Ugh. And that you know, unknowingly yes. is so much more terrifying. And especially, you know, people have a natural curiosity and mm-hmm. scare factor, I feel like, but Ed and Lorraine are just so grounded in their work and their... People really believe in them, and they believe yes. in themselves, and they believe in each other. Mm-hmm. So for them to walk into a house and just automatically being like, mm, nope, this this ain't the one. Yeah, it's that parental thing of, okay, if they're if they're steady, we're okay. Yeah. But if they're terrified, yeah, then I mean, what what? Can how you am do? I supposed to feel? Yeah, Ugh. and it's it adds that next level of her being a medium. So yeah. she has that energy that she can mm-hmm. feel and feed Extra off of. knowledge, yeah. Oof. Creepy. Creepy, creepy. I really recommend watching that show. They, mm-hmm. they have a lot of never-before-seen footage and clips and images and different stories. It was really, really cool. It was really visually pleasing. I it enjoyed was. it. And Tiff and I actually found a case that her and I had never heard of. We were both like, well, things about this sound familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll save that for when we do... Another northeastern state, because it was up there. So Lorraine was also... (laughs) It's the Conjuring House. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, we're definitely going to have That's Rhode Island, and Mm -hmm. one of us is definitely going to have to be doing that. I'll let you take it, since I got Amityville. (laughs) So they knew 
there was a dark history. Like, mm-hmm. Lorraine walked in and just knew. Ugh. Just knew. So she was interviewed by Adam Pockress back in 2013, and he asked her, how does the case of the Perrin family, which is the Conjuring house, compare to the Lutz's house, which is Amityville? Mm-hmm. And Lorraine instinctively laughed and said, and this is a direct quote, Amityville was horrible, honey. It was absolutely horrible. It followed us straight across the country. I don't even like to talk about it. Uh, oh, it keeps going. I will never go in the Amityville house ever again. You don't know how long my career is, and that is the only one. Oh. Literally 2013, and they did this case in 1975, and she said she would never set foot back in that house. I know. I have chills, too. I, I'm wearing a tank top right now, and I'm hugging myself because... <laughs> The exposed skin is just too much. Yes. Anyways, that is so horrifying. And... It screams terror. It just downright screams terror. When the (sighs) two most world-renowned paranormal investigators won't step foot back inside of a house, you know. So a lot of people claimed that Amityville was a big hoax and said that the Lutzes were just trying to profit off made-up stories. But (sighs) there was a article that Danny Lutz did after he finally started speaking about it again. And he said something along the lines of how he he didn't ever want to be the Amityville horror kid. Like, yeah. No, nobody wants that. And he also said that that house ruined his life. So, yeah, I guess he still has really bad dreams to this day from that place. And he experienced furniture moving, bodily possession. He said that voices would constantly whisper to him, which I find crazy because, yeah. you know, DeFeo Jr. was the oldest son, and he said the voices in his head. And Danny was the oldest son, is the oldest son, and he said he had voices. I'm upset right now. I know, I know. So there's a film that documents Danny going back to the Amityville house and kind of telling his some his stories, but he won't go in it. Oh, he I was go like, in. I would never. No, and then... A lot of people claimed it was a hoax because he refused to take a polygraph and mm-hmm. he would be mad at people who said, well, you're faking it because you won't take it. Well, honestly, that's his right to not take it. Yeah. I mean, you're either a believer or you're not. There is no in between. For believing in paranormal, I don't feel like there's a gray. Yeah. It's black and white. You believe or you don't. Mm-hmm. And if you believe, you know, there's good, there's bad, there's evil, there's amazing, there's all different sorts of energies. So, I mean, if I was haunted like that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm not. I'm not gonna take a polygraph test for you. I'm like, no, I went through that. I don't need to relive it. So we can po- polygraphs. Yeah, they're not, not always accurate. To be honest, all you true crime stands like us know that. No, for a don't fact. take a polygraph test. Nope. And it's say the no. Basic fact that what's he gonna do? Take it, fail it, and then everybody's gonna say, "Oh, you were lying," and then. Like, he already just probably wants to move on with his life, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, a, there was a time when Christopher Lutz is or was writing a book. I couldn't really find a lot more information on that. But mm-hmm. apparently the book was, like, the creepiest tale of all time. And I tried to search for it but couldn't find it, so maybe he just didn't finish. Right. And Missy, the younger sister, has never spoke about Amityville. Since she moved out. I did read, though, that Christopher has a bad relationship with George, the stepfather now. Because mm-hmm. he hates that he profited off what happened to yeah. them in that house. Ugh. So, yeah, it's super creepy. Haunted house. And I do somehow wonder 
that if the priest and Ed Lorraine did go in and bless the house, because you haven't heard any more hauntings from it. And there is a family that lives there now. And I don't know if necessarily they live there. Maybe they've turned it into an Airbnb, just like our Texas folks. Maybe we should look into that. I'm sure it's their home, but there is something saying, like, don't be that person to go to Amityville and take pictures because it's someone's residence. Yeah. Don't be that dude. Um, yeah, so that's Amityville. And I know I'm probably lis- missing a lot of information. There's just so yeah. much you can find about Amityville, and I'm such a Amityville stan myself. But I'm on page nine of notes, and I had to probably cut oh, back yeah. five pages. I believe it. I could have kept going and going, and I could talk about this literally all night if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I needed to stop. But if you have any Amityville information, oh, yeah. please send it to our Gmail account because I love and any sources, stories, whatever you have, send it my way because I love learning everything I can I about it. I love the little tidbits that give us straight goosebumps. Oh, I know. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> goosebumps. Totally. Every time we get goosebumps, yeah. we're you're in for a scare. I love it. <laughs> So, I guess I'll move on. That's a, that's hard to beat your story. Well, I'm going to be honest. But thank you, sir. I appreciate I appreciate your compliments to my story. Oh, yeah. Well done. I wish I could say I wrote it myself, but <laughs> right. unfortunately, I could not come up with such a creative tale. You should have told everybody that you did. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I made up Amityville, and I... I created that before I was before my parents were even. Yeah, nobody born. is aware of Amityville already. They didn't know nope. the mm-hmm. difference. Never. Hopefully, with mine, I think this might be something a lot of people haven't heard of. Yes, which I'm so familiar with it. And you know, I so I so struggled. I'm like, ah, yeah. should I do a prominent case? But I can't resist when Ed Lorraine are involved. Oh, I, I just know can't. it. I'm glad you did it because I wanted to have those goosebumps, and mm-hmm. I did. You did it for me. Well, I am ready for you to go. All right, everybody. I'm taking us to Kreischer Mansion. Kreischer mm-hmm. House. I've heard it said both ways. On Long Island. So I found a lot of my information from this New York Post article by this guy named Jordy. Lippy McGraw, something like that. And the wiki page. Both of our cases are close by. Oh, yeah. Nice Long Island. So, Kreischer Mansion is located on 4500 Arthur Kill Road, which is just an interesting... Arthur Kill? Name already, yes. Arthur I wonder what Arthur had to die to be named... Right? <laughs> that road had to be named after. Right. I really Arthur. wish I could speak, because then my jokes okay. would just come across so much better. Your intention is there, and I think everybody can read that. I mean, you, you can read it. it because you've been around me long enough, sure. but to everyone else, I'm just a big dope, and that's okay. <laughs> I just know that Timmy Ball's trying to be funny most of the time. It doesn't she... always relay that way, but... 90% of the time, it doesn't relay because I can't talk. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Take your time. And I did my favorite activity, which is interrupting you, so please, <laughs> I got it up. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. I love when you interrupt me. Because usually I'm about to say something dumb, so you stop me and let me catch <laughs> and my breath. And I just say something dumb, so it <laughs> works out. Thank you for taking that one You're for the team. Welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. I got back. <laughs> okay, so Kreischer Mansion is located at Charleston on Staten Island, okay. New York City. And it was built by this guy named Balthasar. Kreischer? <laughs> in 1885. That's what you're going to name your kid. Okay. <laughs> it's so funny. Is 
I was reading, and I'm like, that is the coolest name I have I heard. I knew it. I knew you would like I it. I absolutely love it. Balthasar. He was an immigrant. Immigrant. He was an immigrant from Germany. Okay. He built houses for his son Charles and Edward, and this one that I'm talking about was for Edward. It was a large, asymmetrical, two-and-a-half-story wood frame Queen Anne. Ooh. hmm Everybody said it was architecturally stunning. The house was actually used on the show Boardwalk Empire. Okay. Do you... I've not, I never watched that, but mm-hmm. it's, like, set back in the day. I haven't seen it, but I heard of it. Yeah. So clearly, it's a pretty house if they're using yeah. it for something. It had decorative railings. There were jigsaw cuttings and all of the tops of the porches, stuff like that. I don't know what the the classic stuff is called. There was a veranda, which is basically a porch. It's a fancy word for porch. So that's how you yeah. know how yeah. okay, so fancy the house was. She was old. She was old. She was beautiful. So on June 8th of 1984, which wasn't that long ago. Big brother. Edward. Yeah, right? <laughs> Edward committed suicide in the home. Ugh. I know. He shot himself in the head and... There was no note or anything that I have found, but clearly he he struggled somehow, so there was kind of an energy with that, which just stinks. I hope he has peace in the afterlife, but you never know what kind of residual feelings that leaves behind. I don't know how familiar you are with organized crime, the mafia. I am not familiar at all. (laughs) With well, the mafia. If you just watch a movie, you can probably have some kind of sense of New York and the time back then and how there were some different mafia mobsters. Yeah, there's a lot of mobsters, a lot of mafia families. Yeah. Yep. Over the, the years. What is it? The big six? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. So one of those families. <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> Was that a ghost bird? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you, ghosties. Guys, I don't know what was that, but I'm scared. <laughs> I didn't do that. I really hope you don't edit all this out. <laughs> I hope everyone's seen that video and they know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm just going to link it with no context, yeah, so you have to do. listen to it to know what we're talking about. Okay, so one of those families was the Banano crime family. Have you heard of them? Oh, a big old Banano family. Banano? That's such it's a Banano family. Right? They were one of the f- families that dominated organized crime back in that day and they were seen as the most brutal of the american mafia during the 20th century right hey we respect you there is respect on your name banana family just know that well some of the things that kept them busy earning respect let me just name a few of these off (sighs) racketeering conspiracy loan sharking money laundering murder drug trafficking extortion Illegal gambling, bookmaking, corruption. This is just to name a few. Well, you said illegal gambling. <laughs> My ears immediately perked up. Like, does everybody in this family have to, when they're born, they grow up and they have to pick something that they specialize in? Yes. And if we were part of the Banano family, we would be <laughs> illegal gambling. gambling. <laughs> and I Please say, don't take that seriously because they're not illegal gambling. And we won again. <laughs> we Again, we want to say we respect. You banana family. Yes, we do. I said banana family, but I meant banana. I actually think there's a movie called like Banana something. Just after the banana, banana. Just (laughs) trying not to get the mobs on our bad side. Yes, exactly. We respect. We're just telling your story, okay? So Joe Black, 
Wait, yes. before you continue, mm-hmm. I am dumb. What is racketeering? Racketeering is like um, basically organizing crime. They say I like if you're like in the process of say you're like setting up drug. Do you want to know stuff? what I thought? You don't. But what did you think the racketeering was? Like hitting people with rackets. Okay. <laughs> Beating them up with it. Honestly, though, I know. not a bad idea. And maybe that's something new the mafia could add to their list. You're welcome. Racketeering, racketing. I love the term loan sharking. Yeah. Which is so fun to me. Yeah. It also sucks <laughs> as a as a general hobby. But as a general hobby. I just like the name. The term loan sharking. You're a loan shark. Love it. I do. I, I understand. God bless. Anyways. So Joe Black was a hitman for the Banana Crime family. And he was convicted of murder in 2005. Okay. So not long ago. No, like 15 years ago. And he was a caretaker of the property. Of and Edwards? Of, yes, which it wasn't Edwards anymore. anymore. Well, it was right, the crime family. Yeah. I, oh. I think it was the crime family. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because Edward had was dead by then. Yep. Mm-hmm. He passed. Yeah, but he was a caretaker, and he killed someone on the property. Just, he didn't like, Just like how they planted the flowers. I get that. He said, hey, you, you planted the flowers wrong. I'm going to kill you with my racket. <laughs> with your racket. He was just pulling a shift, and, you know, I guess... Crime people have to... Do they work shifts? Do they, <laughs> do they get a schedule? Do they get first shift, second shift, or third shift that day? He's like, I'm pissed I had to wake up for this. Either way, I got my racket. I'm not great <laughs> yeah, with that. That was a great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. I didn't think it was. But I, it is what it is. And, you know, we do our best. Mm-hmm. So, basically, this guy named Robert McKelvey, he was a supposed rival in a different mob... And he offended the leader. Oh, and that was he, his first mistake. Yes, and he also owed him money. Did you see that Australian that came out? I know. I was like, scared. <laughs> what are you doing, mate? Rice blight. Water. <laughs> you got some water? <laughs> Sorry, Australian people. We love you. You want more than you could ever know. Anytime Surely. we use an Australian accent, it's emphasizing how horrible American accents are. <sighs> Do you agree? Absolutely. True. God bless. So Joe and two other associates basically lured Robert back to the Kreischer house to kill him. <gasps> so with this knowledge, I shall give you the haunts. The spooky haunts. So this house is like 135 years old, whatever that math is. Basically, I'm not I'm doing not it for you. Either. Nope, sorry. You can do it on your own. There are current owners named Liz Moreno and Rick Rispoli. Very Italian. Right? Very Italian. New York, you know. They say these number of things happen. There will be slamming doors. Rooms will randomly be locked. Ooh. Right? Audible footsteps. (gasps) Orbises. 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 They will capture figures in the window. Oh, God. And, um... There's something about a figure in a window. It's horrifying. Especially if... there's, what, two people that live there? Two people, yeah. Oh, God. <clears throat> Gives you the chills. So Dr. Oz, on his show, he would have a medium named Anna Ramondi, who would investigate murder houses across America without knowing anything ahead of time mm, about the houses. How cool. Center in. Yeah, it's awesome. And when she got into the Crusher house, these were some of the things that she said. 
She was overwhelmed by visions of brutality. Somebody was dragged here, she said, at some point. Then she got further into the house and said, I'm feeling the energy. He was killed, but I feel like a stab. They're stabbing. Somebody's sitting on somebody. They want him to die. This man, he did not want to die. Blood. Was all blood in here. Like, bloody. Very bloody. Ugh. Was there more than one murder here? Terrifying. Gross. Disgusting. She said a spirit was watching and crying about the desecration of a body. This is what she saw (gasps) in her head. She said she felt like water was involved. Oh. And she pointed at a grave in the backyard. So... We find out now, Joe, the hitman, stabbed Robert. Robert apparently got away and ran. Joe caught him and started to strangle him. Robert somehow got away and ran again. And then Joe finally caught back up to him. And him and his associates drowned him. Oh, God. In a little waiting pool that was in the backyard. Oh. Yep. Pretty pretty horrible. And they said... Yeah, that's horrific. Quote, his body was left in his own blood while the mobsters grabbed a bite to eat before returning to cut up the corpse and burn it in the furnace. Hey, yo, let's go grab a bite to eat at the burger joint before we finish our job. Mm, I feel like I'd have to do the work first and then go grab a bite at the burger joint because I'd have, <laughs> you have I'd to throw up, the appetite. you know? I feel like I'd throw up. I mean, I feel like if you are a hitman... You're probably used to it. Then, sure. Yeah. Respect. You, you just probably don't have that throw up gene. That's fair. We are Something not we could yeah. never do. We could never be mobsters, honestly. No. <laughs> but Joe got life in prison for this. Wow. Yeah. So he's got to be <clears throat> in prison somewhere. Yeah, he's in prison. And I didn't I didn't look up where he's at. Yeah. So I just want to give him his privacy in this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's what happened with Joe. So there's reports of a cook being murdered in the kitchen. Don't know any tea on that one necessarily, but people will say they think they see Kersher, Edward Kersher's wife. Yeah. She'll wail and she'll bang pots and pans in the kitchen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, right? Banging of pots and pans. How scary. So I wonder what the relationship is with that. Yeah. On an episode of Paranormal Lockdown Mm. with Nick Groff and Katrina Weedman, who Mm -hmm. does Portals to Hell. Yep. They have that show together. They went and basically investigated the Kersher Mansion for a few days. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they found out some information um, from people who have previously owned the home. Mm -hmm. And first of all, Charles, which is Edward's brother, was apparently performing seances after he committed suicide to try to contact him. Oh, God. Which, as we know. Yeah, you don't know who you're going to get. Yeah. So they say he kind of opened a doorway. But... I was reading an article from The Inquisitor Mm -hmm. by this woman named Diana Price, and she was doing a write-up on Paranormal Lockdown, and I didn't get a chance to watch this episode, so this might be in there. Yeah. But there was a guy named Joe McBratney, and he had previously owned the house for a little while, and his intention was to open a restaurant in the house. Okay. Because it's it's just a beautiful building. It's got to be big, big, big. But the hauntings stopped him from doing that. Oh, wow. So he said he would always feel stabbing sensations. <gasps> he would constantly see a woman who he thought was trying to tell him something. She thought oh. might have been Edward Kirscher's Kirsch, wife. Yeah. He wasn't sure. Um, basically that it was just like 
spooking with his whole entire family and his personal life. And, oh, that's crazy. This kind of brings my story to an end because there's not much more to it afterwards. But I will leave you with this chilling recounting from Joe that I heard. Oh, I already have goosebumps. It's crazy. But I'll just I'll just read it. It kind of kind of ties in with the maybe with the Amityville house Ooh, similarities. But Joe said, "I'm going to tell you this right now. This house consumed me. I have to fix it. I have to do this. No, no, I can't be a father. I have to fix this house." He said, "I was like a puppet to the house, so I had to run from it." Ew! It's so weird thinking about the energies that can be left in homes. Uh-huh. That can just, and it just makes you think too, to me, like with the Amityville house Mm -hmm. and like with Joe in this case, what type of spirit or energy can affect your whole entire life like that to the point where you're just not able to be a father to your children? Where you want to murder your family. I know. Well, you could just be a normal person. And who's to say what's going to happen? You can just mind your own business and be taken over. over. Oh. Oh, Were we just taken over by each other? (laughs) Did we have a Freaky Friday moment? We did. Are we going to switch bodies? Uh, Well, you don't want this (laughs) body, so you don't want this one, trust me. So I think... Caitlin Chisnall told me this. I might be wrong, but back in the day, she had a theory, and she wasn't sure if she truly believed it, but that people who commit murder are taken over by demonic forces, and that it's just not people being mentally ill or having their own issues. They are in some way overtaken by demonic energy or a demon or they are born with that yeah and that's why people murder and i was like that's interesting Mm -hmm. she said i don't know if i necessarily like truly believe that it's just something she has heard just a theory and i think that's interesting because it is (sighs) but Mm. on the flip of that there are just some shitty people in the world unfortunately but it (laughs) just in a sense, I almost wish <laughs> that I were wish the case. that Right. Well, th- it's because it, it would justify. Sense. Yeah. It, not justify. There's no justification. But it would... It would give... It would make it... It would make sense. Yes. Yeah. Because, once again, who just wants to say, oh, I'm going to go kill someone. This is going to be fun. Right. Or serial killers or sociopaths who just get off on it or just... Easy. Ugh. What? what Disgusting is- and despicable. It's crazy. And also some, I don't, this is so weird, but this is part of the reason why I like the paranormal because it's unexplained, but it almost gives an explanation to things. So when you're scared with a demon taking over your family and there are people like Ed and Lorraine, Mm -hmm. well, not anymore, but there are people that will, you can call and be like, Fix this. Help yes. me fix this. And there's some sense of hope in that. I don't know. I think that's kind of comforting in a it's weird, true. twisted way. Yeah. No, it's true. I don't know. Oh, if only we got to meet I know. them. R.I.P. I do really like how we both did houses this week and didn't know. And yeah. it's funny because they both had some true crime aspects. 
and then paranormal. Crazy. And we didn't even know what we were doing, so they tied in together. Too. Yeah, they did. Are we sharing a brain by chance? Mm, maybe so. We share a name and a brain. And, yeah. I actually just to name am, a few things. <laughs> I'm actually so happy that you don't share a brain with me because I think you might not be friends with me if you were inside of here. Um, well, you wouldn't. Oh, that would be your brain. <laughs> Honestly, if you saw a glimpse into this boy, you'd be like, <laughs> "Gotta go, bye." It's just <laughs> fart noises playing over and over. That's your brain. That's literally yours yes, at all times. One hundred percent. The fart noise is hilarious. You do love a classic fart noise. And if you don't agree, come on. I don't want to say you don't have a personality, but she's saying you don't. <laughs> That's exactly what she's saying. <laughs> You laughed. I know you laughed. (laughs) (laughs) So, why don't we do this? I'm going to put you on the spot, okay? Are you ready? Oh, no. Pick the next state on the count of three. One, two, three, go. Florida. Florida it is. Okay. Okay. Perfect. I don't know. I just... Do you ever, like, what's the reasoning behind that? I'm not sure, but it felt... Yeah. It just felt right. Also, Florida be crazy, apparently. Yeah, well, Florida is crazy, and maybe you've been seeing Florida a lot because of the hurricane, and you've been seeing news, and... And I always have alligators on my mind. (laughs) I don't know why. I do believe that. Do they have crocodiles or It's really funny. I think they have both, but it's funny you say that because as I was birthday shopping for you today, I said, oh, too bad this party isn't alligator-themed because I had something picked (gasps) out for you. Oh. I would have loved that. Three alli- gummy alligators. Oh. But, like, not eat gummies, but slappy gummies. I just want everyone to know that if you think, oh, Timmy Wilson might like this, I will probably like it. It's true. So, yeah. If you want to go back and get me alligators, I'm not going to be upset. Disappointed. Maybe I'll add it to your... Is that the real theme of my birthday party? <laughs> yes. Alien alligators. Taylor gave up the theme on total accident. And Tiff thinks that we're lying about it. I do. But I wish we could be that clever. I could be that clever. Taylor could not be that clever. I'm just going to be honest, and it's going to make me sound like a jerk, because I appreciate all the effort being put in. But if it was something like Spooky Mamma Mia, I would definitely need to be a part of that. That's why we exactly put in for that. Because I said she needed to be it. But just so you know, that's on the docket for... Yes. Yes. Insidious 2. There was no way I was making the further without you. Oh, I have a dream. No. I have a, my biggest goal and dream in life is for my sister Taylor to go to sleep one night and we transform her whole entire house into the further, the further from Insidious because it scares her so much and get, it brings me warmth. I literally get goosebumps on my skin oh, thinking about so the satisfaction of it. Mm, so beautiful. But that's going to take some time, and I don't want to rush into it. So Lots of planning, lots of effort, lots of time. And Taylor knows about this, too. We have to be prepared for her to be pissed to never talk to us again. Weeks. I do think she would talk to us again. I just think that Ooh. it would be a few weeks. I, mm, I'm worried. Well, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> the fun thing, the most fun part of it is... Taylor knows we have this idea. Yeah. She knows everybody knows this is something we're all going to pull off together. And she doesn't know when it's going to happen. And I think that's the most un... It's going to be beautiful. And she knows everyone will help with it. Everyone will help with it. Yeah. I can't wait. So once we pull this off, we'll, of course, vlog it. Who knows when it'll be, but... Speaking of vlogs, (gasps) check out our promo. (laughs) Woohoo! Yes. 
We got some stuff dropping next week, video-wise, <laughs> for your visual entertainment. Yes. I know it's fun to imagine what we look like and what we're doing when we're <laughs> speaking to you on this beautiful podcast. But now you can actually see our horrible faces. You can just see our ugly mugs next week. Actually, you can see them now if you check out... Yeah, our social medias, the promo video's up. And we just want to say, I'm sorry, ahead of time, <laughs> but... Hey, you know what? It we'll, is what it is. We'll bring you the terrors, and some of those terrors might be our faces. <laughs> Literally. Either me way. at Ashmore, sweating <laughs> profusely. Oh yeah, that was a hot... A hot... Yeah. It was, was going to say wet. It was a wet. <laughs> hot and yeah. wet. It was... <laughs> oh god. Oh yikes. <laughs> it was, she was sweaty. <laughs> She was very sweaty. And by she, I mean both of us. Speaking of that, I have a funny. I Last night, I was actually thinking about it. Do you remember when we were doing our investigation? And at one point, we came back from sitting in the air condition in my car. And I accidentally honked my horn. And we came back and they were like, oh, we just had an experience. We heard a clown horn. And I was like, oh. Tiff, that was my car. Because I have Your the stupid little car. Craziest little horn that a car has ever heard. And then when we went back to cool down again, we honked it again. Oh, which was so mean. But we're like, we gotta give them what the people want. Exactly. Oh, can you imagine hearing a clown horn? Literally, imagine one of those How scared you would be. Like when clown Noses, yeah, or this little, yeah, or like they're on a tricycle or and that something. Little bell horn, yeah, and that's my, it's my horn, and we scared. We them. provided that we experience did. for them. I love it. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for letting us talk and letting us stutter through our words this fine evening. Stutter at our best. <laughs> we thank you for listening. We hope we gave you tons of frights. Yeah, so. Check out our social medias. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, our YouTube page at Two Times Spooky. It is spelled out. I'm not going to spell it this time because it. It. Oh, it's my alien speak. That's she spelled it in alien speak. <laughs> You're it's welcome. spelled out. Literally You're out. welcome, aliens. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and they're like, yes. <laughs> we can subscribe. <laughs> if you don't like where you're listening to this podcast right now, we are available on literally every platform. And if yeah. you don't see it where you usually get your podcast, let us know. Email us. Hook it up. Send it to. And you know what, Tiff? You know what I want to ask people? What? I really want to ask our listeners to send us their personal <gasps> stories. Yes. Locations that they've been in that are haunted. Yes. Even if it's your house. Send us your stories to two times spooky at gmail.com. Uh-huh. And bonus, if you want us to come do an investigation at your house, oh. we're there. Oh, we would love and adore you for life. So shoot us an email. Two times spooky tweet at gmail.com. Us anything. I'm talking over you. Again. Again. <sighs> I think I started stuttering and you were trying to save me. Yeah. I we thought, really flopped in places today. We have. I thought you were going to give everyone the name of our gmail again because i really want stories two times spooky at gmail.com everything is spelled out exactly how you think it would be that's exactly right would be be. yeah Mm -hmm. until next week lights out lights out